Welcome to the Beacon Way Podcast, where your hosts, Jennifer Christensen and Adrian Wilkerson, talk shop about what really works in today's digital marketing world. As the co-founders of Beacon Media and Marketing, Jennifer and Adrian have been a part of digital marketing since its early stages in the mid-2000s. Tune in as they shine light on what works and what doesn't in the ever-changing world of digital marketing for small businesses. Welcome back to the Beacon Way podcast. This is Jennifer, your host today. And I have Chris Malazuski, really excited to share today. He is the, I guess, one of the founders behind the movement Walking Tall. And can't wait to dig into this and share with all of you. I've been getting a lot of feedback that the deeper subjects is what's really resonating. So we definitely have that today. Welcome, Chris. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you for taking the time. As I just started following you on LinkedIn, I was really compelled by what I felt was something different. I was, it was just a different take on maybe what's happening in our world right now. So I'd love to hear about Walking Tall, how you got started. Yeah, sure. Thank you first for connecting with me on LinkedIn and taking interest in the Walking Tall movement. And what you just said, and I hope resonates, that we are different, that we are trying to create a a mental health movement, if you will, based on some severely traumatizing experiences. If you do follow me on LinkedIn, I'm a mass shooting survivor. On the 4th of July in 2022, I was the co-chair of the Highland Park, Illinois Independence Day Parade when a mass shooting took place and seven lives were lost, sadly. Over 40 more people were physically wounded and thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people were mentally impacted as well. I was on site for about eight hours, completing some just crazy tasks of which I never thought I'd have to myself, working with law enforcement to rescue staff members sheltering in place, working with law enforcement to vacate our public beach as beachgoers were swimming on the 4th of July, not knowing what had just transpired, but also not knowing that the killer was still on the loose. And that was a very traumatizing experience for me. But fortunately, just three days after my experience, a gentleman by the name of Todd Blylevin reached out to me via text. I had no understanding of who he was, but I did know who his father was. You see his father's in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. And so I have a baseball background as well. So I recognize his last name, but I also didn't know he was in a mass shooting. And sadly, Todd Blylevin was a hero on October 1st, 2017, as he was a victim of a mass shooting in Las Vegas, which was the United States' worst mass shooting on record. He also was on site for eight hours doing some unimaginable things, which I won't tell his story. But through that, the Walking Tall movement was created. He and I collaborated. We became brothers in a sense, and we felt we needed to do good in the world based on our experiences. We believe vulnerability is strength, and the first part of our movement is our podcast. And we also have a doctor of psychology, Dr. Vanetta LaRosa, who it's another crazy story how we met all through the game of baseball, but she's a doctor of psychology from New York, and she started what's called Helping Hands. And we just feel like we have an amazing team. We hope that we are able to do something different because let's face it, what's occurring in society and the mental health statistics continuously to worsen, we need something different, and we're hoping we're that. Absolutely. It's been really hard for even working in the mental health from the marketing side and, and promoting these clinics and to see that the stats overeat in the last two years has gotten worse and worse. And do you think that's because of COVID or do you think that's because of so many other things? With some of your 
Yeah, no, thank you for the question. I think there's so many circumstances that have exacerbated mental health crises in America or in the world, frankly. That doesn't mean to say that I don't think that's always existed. I think it's been enhanced. And I think several things. I think the presence of social media, I think COVID, and I think the high incidence of violent traumatic experiences like mass shooting in society has really accelerated the conversation of mental health. And I think folks like myself and yourself and what Beacon's doing and what Walking Tall is aspiring to do can be one small solution to the problem, but we need a greater society effort as a whole to really tackle these crises we're experiencing. When you guys came together and so Todd reached out and Sounds was a bit of a lifeline for what you had just experienced. And was he able to walk you through how he had gone through his experience and the things that had worked for him? Did he play that role of a mentor in the beginning? Oh, gosh, yeah. The very first text I received from Todd was July 7th, 2022, three days after my experience. And it was a playbook. Immediately, he was recommending that I seek therapy that he had experienced and benefited from EMDR. So he had gone through a litany of things that he had done over the last five years that he suggested to me. Now, if trauma, and as I know it, I, he could have spoon-fed me those things, and I was unwilling to eat them at that time. I'm still only 10, 10 months into my experience, and I'm still recovering differently daily, if you will. Fortunately, now I was able to take some of that guidance, and I am going to therapy now, and I am using Todd as a resource. But that's really why he reached out. He reached out in effort to be a resource to help me get through what I was about to experience the next 72 hours, one week, one month, one year. And you know what? He's been there every step of the way for me. And I was just so honored that he and Dr. LaRosa also decided to join forces for the Walking Tall movement. So great. So at what point besides he's reaching out, so his intent was just, I want to help this person. At what point did it become, we want to do something on a larger scale? Where did that get birthed out? Was it through conversations of your shared experience? It's another crazy story. So I could tell you the day, January 16th, 2023. Quick story. I was in Arizona in December for a wedding. My grandmother has been very important to me in my life. I've been her caregiver, her power of attorney, her fiduciary. Um, for the last several years of her life, I was in December. I was in Arizona for a wedding. I got a call that she was entering in hospice. And that she was nearing the end of her life. And so I had made an effort to leave Arizona to get there to say goodbye. And I was told that she had some time to live and that I could enjoy the wedding and I would come back home and I'd be able to say my goodbyes. The wedding was on a Saturday. Sunday, I was supposed to fly home. I literally was boarding the plane, texting my mom, how's Graham? She's alive. She's waiting for you. By the time I landed, she had passed away. And it was heart-wrenching and it was really devastating to me. And couple that with my experience just eight months earlier of being in a mass shooting, I text Todd, literally, have you ever thought about something good coming from our experiences? His response was all the time, what do you got? So we got on a call that night and 24 hours later, the Walking Tall movement was started and we had a concept of a podcast. We have some other initiatives of which we're working on, which I don't necessarily want to let the cat out of the bag. Um, but seriously, January 16th is how this all started because he and I were both overwhelmed. We wanted to do good in the world for our experiences. And we want to help other people walk tall, no matter their mental health struggles, because we have ours our own. And we know we can't always walk tall or be proud and confident in ourselves. And when others help, it really helps us get by in our daily, weekly, monthly struggles. And so that's really what we're all about. 
It's beautiful. I'm thinking about every January, the years ahead, as you look back and this grows, that'll be a beautiful testament to your grandma. Yeah. It's so interesting. She was one of my biggest supporters in life. And, you know, if she were still with us, she would be really impressed Yeah, about the Walking Tall movement. She was alive for some time after the 4th of July in my experience of being in the mass shooting. And she and I never discussed it. She had Alzheimer's and memory issues and things of that sort. So she never understood my experience. I never got to tell her. But I think now she's looking down on us and she's helping us. She's helping move forward. Yeah, I don't think there's any coincidence to that. No, no. So on the Walking Tall podcast, suggest to the listeners really, and I'm really encouraging everybody to listen to this. I think um, think this is the beginning of something really wonderful, something good to come out of something that's been terrible in our country and continues to be. But the focus is really to tell stories of people walking through trauma and what they're going through and how to, is it how to overcome? Is it that part of me? Or is it really just the story of giving it a voice to people? Yeah, well, that's a great question. So I think it's all the above, right? We use this tagline, like our story, maybe somebody's survival guide. And we welcome all types of individuals. We share stories of all types of mental health issues. I think because of our experiences, meaning Todd in mind, trauma being the focus, But we've had a litany of guests already. We've had a 29-year veteran law enforcement. We've had a Marine Corps veteran who did some unimaginable things in firefights and combat. We had a young man who just experienced a traumatic brain injury, who was in a coma for a month, who now has some severe mental health issues, was suicidal. So we're really aspiring to open the conversation to all things mental health, if you will. Um, But we're really focusing on storytelling. And we talk about a story of tragedy turning to triumph right? So no different than walking tall. We look for folks who are doing good based on bad and really working to better the lives of others through their experiences. Yeah. And you remind me of this. I was talking to a friend the other day, just bemoaning where we are as a country. And what do you do with that? Like, how can this just keep happening? I don't even know how to process that. When I was in Hawaii, there was another word. It was just like, God, I don't know what to do with this. And it was just that same statement of what can I do out of 7 billion people or whatever. And it was, but what can I do? Yeah. And I feel like that's so many people are in that place right now. They really want to do something, but they don't know what. Sure. So what, how can they either be involved with walking tall or what do you suggest even in their own lives? Yeah, sure. Real quick to that point. I think one thing folks should know about walking tall and who we are, we, we keep it down the middle. We, when it comes to mass shootings, when it comes to these types of events, we're not here to talk politics. We're not here to talk gun control. We're not here to pick a side. That's not to say that as individuals, Dr. LaRosa, Todd, or I don't have opinions or thoughts. That's right. But we want to help everybody regardless. And so what we recognize is that mental health and the impacts of trauma and the impacts of society, no matter your side, no matter your political affiliation, your race, religion, your sexuality impacts you. And so that's really what we've stro- really have strived to be for people is to be that outlet and that resource for people to know they're not alone, no matter what they're experiencing. And that's what I think we're doing at this point. But as I said, we have other aspirations to better the world via mental health. But as it relates to people, I think being vulnerable and caring and being kind and listening and sharing would really help solve some of these hurdles because I know from experience, and I'm sure you do as well, When you make yourself vulnerable with others and you tell people your experiences or how you're feeling in that moment, you walk away feeling so much better and so much lighter. 
And if we all did that, maybe we could reduce the suicide rates in America. Maybe we could reduce some of the mental health needs. Maybe we can reduce some of the other experiences that are happening. Maybe, maybe mass shootings will be diminished because mental health crises won't be as prevalent, right? So that's our attempt. And that's where we're at right now and today with Walking Tall. And we're just so excited to, to be that. And hopefully we can help one person. Yeah, I love that. Anything else you want to share about? And you said you've got things that are coming in the future. Yeah, sure. So a couple of things, first and foremost, to be a part of our movement, a couple of things a listener can do right now. Anytime you post socially, whether it's on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, I'm probably missing a few, just hashtag walk tall. Uh, if you would use the hashtag walk tall, what that identifies is you as a part of our movement, somebody who's willing to listen, somebody who's willing also to make themselves vulnerable. So if you now then go in that search bar and search walk tall, you're going to see all the people who are part of our movement. That's one way if someone can partake. Another way, we're always recruiting ambassadors, somebody who's willing to be a part of our movement, who's willing to have their story be told and shared. That way they could then be a resource for somebody who may have experienced thing or is experiencing something similar. So we're always recruiting ambassadors. If you feel like you have a story to share and you want the world to know it and you want to help others who may be experiencing something similar, please become a walking tall ambassador. But I did also allude to a few things we're working on behind the scenes. And without saying too much, we have really big ambition to greater our efforts via charitable work. And uh, we have some aspirations and some things being built behind the scenes that we really think can change how people receive therapy, how they view it, and how they interact with each other. And then we're also working on some technology as well, which is confidential at this point. But I'll say we're very confident that it's really going to help folks like myself or yourself find the therapy need that they may need based on their circumstance or experience. And we're really excited about those three things. But most importantly, we're just excited about helping people and letting people know we're a resource and we're advocates. So that's what we're up to. Love that. I'm going to take this step out and share something vulnerable. I haven't thought about this in many years, but hopefully it helps somebody else. So about five years ago, I was at, it was actually a church service in a hotel. It was the person that was up here and it was traveling in Anchorage. And in the middle of the service is that maybe of us in the room. And I remember, which is very strange, but I remember feeling like this anticipation of something. It's just like a, just a sense that I had. And I bowed my head down and there was eight bullets that came in through the windows in this room. And my husband wasn't there. He had gone to drop our daughter. I wasn't going to come back. So I was by myself, but I felt like a bullet going through the top of my hair. And I felt it, I could feel like the pressure of it, I guess, didn't hit me, but I felt the pressure of it. So these eight bullets came into this room. Somebody did a spray shooting basically by this hotel, which was like a really good area of town. There's no reason. I don't know what to say. There was just no reason for this. Nobody was hit. Thank so you. nobody was hit. Really praised for that. But it was really interesting the process after the next month because I kept thinking it was no big deal. Of course, it was a big deal. But I kept thinking almost like that over positive thing. Nobody was hurt. So I don't really have anything to be upset about. And I'm okay. And everybody else was okay. And so trying to just like almost like a toxic positivity response. Mm -hmm. Because it just, it was like, why am I upset about this? Right? It's turned out okay. But then things started happening when I couldn't sleep at night. I'd hear certain noises and they would completely trigger me. My whole body would go into fight or flight. I couldn't drive by the hotel. 
Mm-hmm. I actually didn't go back in there until a couple months ago for the first time. But I'm so grateful that a couple really good friends reached out and told me about EMDR and really encouraged me. And I was like fighting it. I don't have no idea. I'm usually, obviously, I believe in therapy. I very much believe in all of that. But for some reason, it was like almost like I didn't deserve it. Yeah. Now, it's hard. It's so funny you say that. And I think I alluded to on July 7th when I got a text from Todd Blylev and literally it was a paragraph. And, and somewhere in that paragraph, he immediately said, you need to search out EMDR. And he's right. a big advocate advocate for it as well. But it took me nine months to really build the strength to actually try it. And I've done three EMDR sessions now and I'm reacting differently to each one. The most recent one I reacted, I got a really bad headache and I vomited that night. But it's helping and uh, it's working. It's getting me through my processes and I've done some brain spotting and things of that sort. But yeah, you don't realize no matter whether you were physically wounded or not, the impact of something like that, which you experienced. And first off, I want to say, I'm so glad you're alive and I'm so glad you're here. And I'm so glad that you are taking the steps you needed to get through that experience because no matter what, it's traumatic. Let's just face it. And thank you for that. And Yeah, I just, I really encourage anyone who's listening that even if you've had an experience, it can even just be truly right at this point. I think you see them listening to the news. I think we are all being impacted by seeing other people hurting. They're not there. So I think there's, I think we need to stop judging even what that level is. And like you said, if we can be vulnerable with each other and share more, that will allow, because I haven't really felt like I have a voice in that. Yeah. You absolutely do. Because again, your experience is personal and it's your experience and it's something that's traumatizing and traumatic. And it's something indicative of the society we live in now. And I think all of us need to speak up of all types of trauma, but certainly mass shootings. And as I said earlier, we do have personal opinions of politics and gun control and these things. But let's face it, none of those really matter in the middle of a mass shooting. None of those really matter in the traumatizing event. In your experience in Alaska, it didn't matter what religious affiliation these people were, even though you were absolutely all, right. Didn't matter the color they were. And I say, ten fourteen, the killer in in my experience rang shots. For the next half hour, I was running around like mad, trying to serve people, trying to make sure everybody was okay. I never once stopped and said, "Are you bi or straight or gay or?" Right. Never. It didn't matter. To, uh, oh, you're African-American. I can't help you. You're white. Right. I will. No, it doesn't matter. We're all humans. We're all people. We all deserve the respect and we all deserve the care and we all deserve the mental health resources that we need. And that's really why with Walking Tall, we chose to focus on mental health yeah. because we want to be a resource for everybody, no matter your background, no matter your affiliations, no matter your political thoughts or what have you, like this can impact you. And you said it with your experience. No one would have ever thought probably a nice community, affluent, you're in the middle of a hotel, which you might not know about Highland Park. It's an extremely affluent community. There's celebrities. Michael Jordan still has a home in that community, if you know who he is. So it's an affluent community. No one would have ever thought. No one would have ever thought. And now here we are. Yeah. I was at my daughter's law school graduation at Fresnel a couple weeks ago and security there. And there's maybe a thousand people that came in. and. We, we got inside and I was feeling so tense. Why am I feeling so tense? And I realized I'm scared. Thousand people in this room. I don't know if security is getting enough. I don't know really where they checking. And it's the first time it really occurred to me that 
I think about things differently than I used to. Yeah, it, it it's inevitable. It's yeah. truly inevitable. I think your sense of safety, just like mine, has really been challenged in how we view the world and how right. we view people and how we view. I, I hate to say it, when you go through what I went through, it changes you. Yeah. There's just no other way to say it. And I always say, people ask me like, what do you want? And I'm like, God, I really wish I could just be the same Chris I was July 3rd. And that's just an impossibility now. And so now I have to learn who I am differently and how to get through life. And part of that's walking tall. Chris, I'm so grateful to just hear your story. And thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing and just unexpected to even help me open up. But I feel like even just in this conversation, you've highlighted what your movement's all about that you're willing to be vulnerable, put yourself out there, and that's going to give space for other people to do the same. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me you opened up. I'll just say real quick, when we tell our stories to others, we've heard several times, I didn't expect I was going to tell you my story, right? Because there's comfort in being vulnerable and understanding that people get your experience and what you're going through and they care. And we think if people would just act accordingly, we could really make great change in the world. Great. Thank you for joining at the Beacon Way. and. Please use hashtag walking tall. I'll be doing that today. I'll be sharing all Chris's information in the link. And please check out the podcast Walking Tall as well. Yeah, please check us out. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Beacon Way. We hope you enjoyed it and had some good takeaways. Please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And if you've enjoyed the show, please give us some stars on your podcast channel of choice. For more information, tips, and notes from the show, check us out at beaconmm.com. For more information on how Beacon can help market your business, email us at welcome at beaconmm.com.